If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it, or in this case on Sunday because I couldn't get to it yesterday. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by David Corrales. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Not one way that is absolutely free and only takes just a couple of minutes of your time is to review the show on Apple Podcasts. Those that you've, those of you that have already done that, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Those five-star reviews definitely help, so keep those coming. Uh, if you're looking for other ways to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. There's a whole list of ways that you can help me out by helping me make more content like this. So again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Nintendo uh, posted right on their news app on the Nintendo Switch their best-selling games of 2018. And it's actually pretty surprising for a list. Uh, the first thing that I want to point out is that I kind of have, I, I, I kind of take, I have a problem with the list and it's because they have things on there that are the best selling but I think that's kind of a misnomer because some of the stuff on here is free so the number one best selling game on the Nintendo Switch in 2018 on the eShop again this is not counting physical sales was Fortnite and Fortnite is a free game, so that doesn't really like. I feel I feel like all the free games should be taken out of the list. So, first off, I'm going to list off the the games, and um, let's remove the free games. But I'll, I'll tell you what the free games are that were the best selling. So, Fortnite was number one. Uh, Fallout Shelter is number two. Number three is Paladins. Uh, number five was Warframe. Number six is Arena of Valor. And all five of those games is a free-to-play game or a free-to-start game. So I really don't feel like it should be in this list. That Maybe they should be in their own list. That being said, let's look at the rest of the list because there's actually some kind of interesting stuff happening here. Uh, the first non-free-to-play game uh, on the this list was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That is the number four uh, on this list. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which has only been out for a couple of weeks, well, for a month now, uh, roughly, is the best-selling game of 2018 on the Nintendo eShop. That's pretty impressive that it sold that well. Um, I wonder how many... I wonder if that includes bundles, like that where you you go and you buy the 
uh, Nintendo Switch that comes with uh, the game preloaded on it. I wonder if that is counted in that, or if these are just straight up people who who bought the game on the eShop uh, on a Switch that they already had. That's an interesting question. Uh, the next game on the list is actually, I, I guess it shouldn't be surprising to me because the game is an absolute juggernaut, but uh, is Minecraft. Minecraft is um, number seven. Again, we're getting rid of all of the free-to-play games, but Minecraft is number seven on the list. I expected that to be a little bit lower because Minecraft has been out for ages. And while I, hmm, I wonder if that counts because they have the, they had two versions on the Switch. I wonder which version that's counting or if it's, or if it's combining sales of both of them. Uh, because if you bought the first version, you got the second version for free. I wonder if they're counting that as two sales. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from Minecraft. I'm just kind of trying to parse the information. I just find it odd that Minecraft is so high on the list. Um, after Minecraft is Hollow Knight, which I haven't played, but I've heard is very, very good. Um, that That's a cheaper game, so it's not a huge surprise that that would be high on the list, especially because it, it got all kinds of uh, accolades. Uh, and then... Num- in, in the number nine spot, this is very surprising to me, is Super Mario Party. Like, I I am surprised at how well Super Mario Party did this year. Being at number nine on this list, and really, if you take away all the free-to-play games, it's um, one, two, three, four. It's in fourth place, ahead of Celeste, which won awards, ahead of Pokemon, Let's Go Eevee, and Let's Go Pikachu. Both of those games are lower on the eShop list than Super Mario Party. That is just bananas to me. Like, I I have trouble understanding how Super Mario Party could have done better than both versions of Pokemon Let's Go. That's crazy. Now, if you take Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu and you combine those sales, I wonder where that would have shaken out. And it's too bad that Nintendo didn't give us that information because I think that that would be very, very interesting. Um, they, they don't, they didn't give us hard numbers. They just put them in a list. Uh, then there's Dead Cells, uh, Overcooked 2, Octopath Traveler coming in at number 16, Undertale, uh, Kirby Star Allies. I would have expected Kirby Star Allies to be a little bit higher on the list, seeing as how it's been out for for quite a while now. I think that came out early in the year, and it's been uh, getting regular updates. In fact, let's I'm going to change gears here for a sec and look at this article from uh, Nintendo Soup. There's this um, there's a I, I guess a letter from the uh, director i'm trying to find it uh shinya uh, kumakazi um he left a message for fans on the nintendo switch news channel uh it reads like this it says this is shinya kumakazi from hal laboratories the general director for kirby star allies firstly i'd like to present a special illustration we've prepared for this news channel to celebrate there's the if you're watching the video uh there's the picture looks pretty cool uh, he says, oh, I, 
I scrolled too far. Uh, it depicts the newest dream friends in action. Enjoy. Uh, now in this update, on top of adding a fancy new mode and extra dream friends, we will also we also made a few small adjustments here and there. Have you noticed? For example, in some of the harder modes, the power of Kirby's star bullets increases massively the more stars he inhales. So utilize Kirby's signature trait and inhale tons of stars to challenge the toughest bosses. Uh, He went on to talk about the other um, changes that they've made. Uh, He also uh, started telling, uh, uh, talking about all of the extra characters that are in the game. Uh, He says, um, to keep things interesting, we kept adding new maps until we had a very respectable collection. Now the section in a stage between one door and the next is known as a step in total. The third update adds over 170 steps plus 56 steps in the heroes another dimension if you put all free updates together that's 240 additional added steps i think he means stages by saying steps i'm not sure what he means by that that's confusing to me having not played the game uh he he goes on to say that um playable characters if you count all of the different forms that kirby can be in uh with his copy ability you have normal Kirby, plus 28 copy abilities, plus 24 friends, plus 13 dream friends. That's 66 playable characters. He, he went on to talk more about um, the, the other things that they've included in these free updates, uh, which is a lot of stuff. And having said that, all of that stuff being... Um, being added to the game after the fact means that the people who bought that game, who put it at number 18 on the best seller uh, list for um, Nintendo's eShop this year, seems like they got a lot of content for their money. Um, Just reading that is almost enough to convince me that I should try that game out. And I don't even have really a, a good reason to not try it out. My son owns it. He's got it downstairs. I just haven't bothered because I didn't really care for the demo. Uh, but, you know, maybe, maybe he just convinced me to check out uh, Kirby Star Allies. Anyway, uh, what else was bestsellers uh, this year? Diablo 3 Eternal Collection was one of the bestsellers on the eShop. That does not surprise me. That is, the Switch is the perfect platform for that game. And I think that... Having played the game on the PC, on the PS4, and on the Switch, it is definitely best on the Switch, even if the graphics are not as good as uh, they could be. Uh, that being said, uh, Wizard of Legend came in after that. Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, Okami HD, Darkest Dungeon, Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, and Golf Story. Those those are the biggest sellers uh, on the eShop this year. Of those, which ones did you pick up? Which ones were your favorite purchases for 2018? Uh, you can let me know by emailing me, um, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or you can let me know right down below if you are watching this on YouTube. Well, excuse me, princess. I was going to avoid this altogether, I find it very annoying that, that I that I have to talk about this guy, and that's Soldier Boy, uh, the the rapper 
who I remember back when his stuff was very popular because my students were all doing the Superman dance and I found it irritating then and I find him irritating now. Uh, if you haven't been following what's been going on with this guy, um, he, <laughs> he decided to start selling a console. Uh, this console was <laughs> basically something like this. Uh, I'm holding up my, uh, NES classic. It was kind of like an NES classic, um, Except that it had a bunch of pirated games on it. Now, he <laughs> was very brazenly bragging about how much money he was making selling this thing. And that Nintendo wouldn't do anything to him. And that nobody understood the business. Um, everybody was telling him that he couldn't do this. And he kept saying, like, he would say homophobic nonsense in his uh, in his tweets, which have since been deleted. Um, but now it seems like he has decided not to sell his little console that had a bunch of old ROMs from the NES and Super Nintendo and Game Boy uh, platforms. Uh, he was selling all this stuff that he didn't have permission to do that. He didn't have permission to sell those things. And at one point he was like, Nintendo won't do anything about this. And now all the consoles have been removed from his website. And uh, on Twitter, he said, I had to boss up. I didn't have a choice. I don't really know what that means. I don't, I don't, I don't speak cool. So, um, you guys will have to interpret that for yourselves, but my guess is he got hit with a cease and desist order from Nintendo, and his lawyers said, um, don't be stupid, let's just fold and hope that they don't sue us for the money that you've already made, because he was bragging on Twitter about that he had already made $5 million uh, selling these things illegally. It's it's illegal, and Nintendo is one of the most litigious companies on the planet, I think. And, of course, they are going to go after anybody that infringes on their intellectual property. And for a guy to act the way that he was and not expect Nintendo to come after him, that's just bananas to me. Now, part of me thinks that he was just slapping his name on something and probably had other people working for him that were making the the decisions here. I don't know, but I can't imagine that, that anybody would, would go out there and, and understanding that you can't just steal stuff and sell it and then brag about it. That's just crazy to me. So he he seems to have come to his senses, or at least his lawyers got in there and and talked him down. Uh, but you can no lo you no longer can buy the Soldier Boy uh, consoles, and this seems to be a surprise to absolutely no one except maybe Soldier Boy. Hopefully, I never have to say that name again.
If you talk to most indie developers who were trying to work with Nintendo during the Wii era, during the Wii U era, and then talk to the either the same developers or different developers uh, about working with Nintendo during the Switch era, you would find a vastly different approach from Nintendo. Almost every developer that I've talked to has said that when they were working with Nintendo on bringing their game to the Nintendo Switch, it was a much, much better experience than any other time that they've ever had to work with Nintendo before. And I think part of that would be this guy, Damon uh, Baker. He has basically been the face of the Nindies. Uh, he's been the guy who uh, has been reaching out to independent developers and saying, hey, uh, come work on, uh, uh, bring your game to the Nintendo Switch or, or to Nintendo. Uh, but he's he's not been, it, it, it's not like he's just started in uh, his work at Nintendo, uh, but now he he's done. He worked there for 12 years, and uh, he is moving on to do something else. I, I don't know what he doesn't say in this letter, but uh, his letter reads, Dear friends, as a lifelong permanent Nintendo fan, I am incredibly honored to have supported the third-party business as an advocate for their amazing work. After 12 years at Nintendo, I have decided to pursue an opportunity starting in 2019. It has been an incredible journey and one that has allowed me to show my parents that all those long-distance phone calls to Nintendo Powerline totally paid off. Um, so I think that that's it, it's too bad that he's leaving because I feel like he is one of the reasons that Nintendo has been doing so well uh, bringing in uh these these third party uh publishers uh these indie developers uh onto the platform because really if you look at the well maybe not the best but if you look at 2018 and you compare it to the the previous year a lot of the games that did really, really well on this platform were independent games. Last year, a lot of the games were Nintendo's first-party titles, and then this year has been all about the smaller titles. I mean, like I said earlier, or like I've said on uh, other segments, um, games like Hollow Knight, games like Celeste, games like Overcooked and Dead Cells all the, and Undertale... These are all like these smaller companies making these games and they've had a huge impact on the Nintendo Switch. And I think part of that is because Damon Baker was out there, you know, being a cheerleader for the independent games. Now, hopefully whoever they get to um, to pick up where where he left off uh, does exactly the same thing. I think that that would be a good thing. Uh, to to have that continue to roll forward, um, but it's it's too bad that he's leaving Nintendo. And uh, well, actually, how did, how did he phrase it? Uh, I'm just gonna open it back up again. He phrased it like, "Zip zoom zoom." Oh, my computer's so slow sometimes. Um, 
Yeah, he is leaving Nintendo. Uh, I, I don't know where he's going after that, but uh, it does say, while I reflect upon my time with Nintendo, uh, that seems like he is leaving. He's not going to go do something else at Nintendo. So uh, he's definitely been a force for good at Nintendo. And it's too bad that he's gone because I know while I hate the word Nindies, I think that he did a great job bringing the Nindies to Nintendo. Buy a ColecoVision and a Coleco game cartridge by November 15th. We'll send you a free Cabbage Patch Kid by Christmas. One of my most anticipated games of 2017, yeah, 2017, uh, was Wargroove. Um, that obviously didn't happen. One of my most anticipated games of 2018 was Wargroove. Yeah, that didn't happen. And now... One of my most anticipated games of 2019, you guessed it, is Wargroove. Now, if you don't know anything about Wargroove, it is basically a revival of uh, a game that was by Intelligent Systems, I think, um, Advance Wars. Uh, I didn't ever play an Advance Wars game until the Nintendo DS and then I played Advance Wars Dual Strike. I ended up picking that up um, at Walmart. I had gotten uh, like a GameStop gift card or something for my birthday. And I purchased that because I had heard that it was really good. Uh, and I was immediately just sucked into that game. It was so good. I adored playing Advance Wars. I think it was Dual Strike is the name of the game because it had to have DS in the title. Um that game was amazing. So much fun. Uh, really, really uh, awesome tactical strategy game, turn-based stuff. Uh, Wargroove, when they first showed that off, I I got vibes of Advance Wars coming off, off of that really, really hard. Except that it's all in medieval times. So... It, instead of having like a helicopter that's attacking a boat or whatever, you're going to have uh, dragons attacking, you know, witches or that kind of nonsense. It, at the end of the day, it's still the same kind of gameplay. And I've been looking forward to Wargroove a lot for a long time. And finally, it seems like they're 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 going to be nailing down not an, not a release day, but a quarter. So, um, there's a new gameplay trailer, uh, and you can watch it if you follow the links in the show notes. Um, <laughs> uh, the Wargroove gameplay trailer says that it's coming out quarter one of uh, 2019. So, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and they just keep putting it off and putting it off. And, you know, I'm not going to trot out that same quote that everybody always trots out every time a game is delayed they pull out that old quote from mr miyamoto you guys have all heard it before but i agree with it and i'm glad that they are taking their time to get this right uh it's it it may be taking much longer than anticipated but this game looks so fun it also has like um 
uh, a campaign builder. So not only does it come with a campaign, and I think it has eight campaigns in it, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, um, but it also allows you to make your own campaign and then upload it to the internet so that other people can play it. So we're looking at pretty much unlimited content here uh, if you like that style of turn-based tactical gameplay uh, using the most adorable art style that just evokes the sense of Advance Wars uh, all over again. And now, I hope that, that Wargroove is everything that I'm, I'm uh, crossing my fingers for. Uh, and if it's not, then I just really want another Advance Wars. This this is this is either going to take the banner of Advance Wars and run with it, or it's going to be a band aid, and everybody's going to say, "Well, it's good, but it's not Advance Wars good," and that would be pretty disappointing. It's especially since it seems like Nintendo has forgotten about that uh, that game um, because. Uh, they've been making Fire Emblem instead. It's the same people that make Fire Emblem. They've been making Fire Emblem game after Fire Emblem game. And they just have... I, I feel like Battalion Wars, if you don't know what that is, it was a, a third-person action game for the GameCube, I believe. And it was takes takes place in the world of Advance Wars. I felt like... Nintendo didn't like how that turned out, and then they've just washed their hands of the series ever since, which is too bad because there's a lot of really fun gameplay there. So uh, are you guys excited for Wargroove, or has so many delays come and gone that at this point you're like, uh, maybe I'll check it out, or maybe I won't? That kind of happened to me with, with Diablo 2. When I was waiting for Diablo 2 to come out, it just got delayed so many times that I eventually moved on and played something else, which is too bad because I hear that was a really good game. Anyway, let me know what you guys think of uh, Wargroove finally coming out uh, first quarter of uh, 2019. Frogger, Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. When the Switch first came out, I thought to myself, okay, big open world games, those are for playing at home. And... Portable games are more for when you're when you, when you're out and about and you just want something quick that you can pick up and play and put back down easily. And then Breath of the Wild came out and it completely changed my mind that the Switch is fantastic for open world huge games because you constantly have this with you and you can open it up accomplish something quickly and then easily hit that power button to put it into sleep mode and pick up where you left off in 20 minutes when you get a chance I played way more Breath of the Wild than I probably would have if I couldn't play this wherever I felt like and that's not going to, I mean, I'm not saying this because I think that this rumor is true, but I will say that the game would, this style of game works very well on this platform. 
So I can understand why people would ask for Witcher 3 on the Nintendo Switch. I can understand that. However, there's a couple of roadblocks, and they're pretty big roadblocks to overcome before we see a game like this. Well, not a game like this, but before we see Witcher 3 on the Switch. Uh, The first is performance. You look at... um, The Witcher 3, this game is a graphics powerhouse. It is a gorgeous game. I have played a little bit of it. I have it on PC, and man, that game is gorgeous. On the PS4 and Xbox One, the game runs pretty well. It doesn't run amazing, but it runs pretty well. And the the same can be probably be said for the Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. Uh, the game probably runs pretty well. I don't think that it, I, I think I remember reading that it doesn't get a solid 60 frames per second. Excuse me, but it comes pretty close or at least it has a, a locked in 30. Um, Witcher 3 is, is a very pretty game and running that on the Nintendo Switch would be a tall order. Now, you could say the same thing about Doom. Doom, uh, which came out in 2016 on the PS4 and Xbox One and PC. The game was gorgeous, and somehow they managed to uh, use dynamic resolution scaling in order to make this game run on the Switch. And it runs pretty well, locked in at 30 frames per second instead of 60 frames per second. So, you know, there's definitely some trade-offs, but I think that that's the number one tra- um number one obstacle that has to be overcome for for Witcher 3 to come to the Switch, and that would be the just the fact that it wouldn't run very well. And CD Project Red right now, they have all kinds of what's the word I'm looking for? Um they're looked upon fondly by most gamers as a company that does the right thing. So I don't see them taking all of that goodwill from gamers and 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 just slapping slapping a a crappy port on the Switch just to make a buck. I think that they care more about their name than than some other companies would. So I don't think that they would do it unless it could be done well. And that means uh, a good frame rate and very playable. What does that mean? It means the game is not going to look very good. It's going to be very low resolution. And it's, it's just a, it's a tough... You, you have to choose between frame rate and resolution. And having it having it just balance those two things is so difficult when a game is made for a platform that is far beyond the uh, capabilities of the Switch, I can understand why that would be hesitant to do that. Another reason why it's unlikely that this rumor is true is just the sheer size of the game. I've, I think I read that, um, that Witcher 3 and the DLC... Uh, comes in at 60 gigs, 
60. I mean, that's bigger. Like if I just bought a switch, I could not download that and install it on my, on my system because this com this just comes with 32 gigs of storage. So uh, obviously I would have to have an SD card. Now that doesn't bother me. I have an SD card. I think 32 gigabytes on the switch is plenty because they also gave us the option to add SD cards as we wanted. But I've seen a lot of gaming companies who bring their their games to the Switch. They kind of rip us off in the cartridge. So they buy, they buy the cheaper cartridge, that, which can't hold as much. And then they make us download extra stuff. Like that, that would tick me off. I think that would tick off a lot of people. And that's something that I don't think CD Projekt Red would like to do. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned Doom. That's one of the ways that Doom um, dealt with the uh, smaller uh, cartridges is they took all of the multiplayer and took it off of the cart and made it so that you had to download that separately. I don't like that. Um, they also, I think it was Doom or or maybe it was something else. They also had like, crappier sound files so they compressed the sound files more so they just didn't sound as nice when you were playing on the switch and that's something that nobody really had thought of as one of the issues that that you would run into when playing on the switch is that the game wouldn't sound as nice because most people just think oh well sound is sound it's not like you have to have crazy sound cards anymore uh, it's not like <laughs> I remember back in the days of buying sound cards for computers. Um, you know, that wasn't really an issue that most people would think of, but the, the sound files were compressed. So the games just didn't sound as good on the switch because the developers are trying to fit these huge files into very small spaces and that causes issues. So it, there's certainly some big issues to overcome if we want to see Witcher 3 on the Nintendo Switch. And that's why I take this rumor uh, that comes from a French wholesaling website uh, which lists the Witcher 3 as coming to the Switch. Um, I, I take that with a huge grain of salt. The one thing about this is that this, this, um, this wholesale website doesn't seem to be just making up random stuff. Like if you look at their whole site, you see lots of other stuff that you would expect to find um, like other, other games. But these are the only ones that had, that had listed the Witcher three is coming to the switch. So I'm curious as to what you guys think um, about this game coming to the Nintendo Switch? Is it something that you'd be interested in? I know that there's a lot of people out there, and, and this is something that CD Projekt Red is probably looking at, and they're saying, there's a lot of people out there who have just bought a Nintendo Switch and who've never played our game because they don't have a, um, they don't have a PS4, they don't have an Xbox One, they don't have a PC, they just have a Switch, and we want them to be able to play our game. I don't know if it's a good idea. I don't know if it's a bad idea, but unless they can do it really, really well, then I think that they should back off and not do it at all. Um, 
and you know, I don't know who would be working on the port, but I would hope it would be the same people that did um, Doom and Rocket League because they did a good job porting to the Switch. And, and I can't remember the name of that company, uh, but they did a great job porting those games to the Switch for um, id Software and Psyonix, um, whoever the third-party studio was. So anyway, uh, Panic Button. Thank you, Joe, after work. That's right, Panic Button uh they ported those games and they did such a great job. I would like to see them get their hands on the Witcher three to bring that to the switch. And I have the Witcher three and I've still not played it. And, uh, there's many people who yell at me every time that I talk to them about video games. They're like, did you play the Witcher yet? And I say, no, not yet. And then they, they get mad and they yell at me. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens down the road, but, uh, I'm very skeptical with this rumor. And that's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure that you check out the music, which you can find over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. Again, if you're looking to support the show, uh, runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And if you want to watch the show live, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Don't forget to check out the YouTubes, thumbs things up, like things, uh, subscribe, hit the bell, all those stuff. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.